This Christmas, for the first time, America's most exciting and legendary motion picture hero comes to the screen like you've never seen him before. The Bat! In an all-new, larger-than-life feature film. Now, the Dark Knight confronts his newest and most menacing villain. Your angel of death awaits. The Phantasm. I want you. And faces his greatest danger. Can't be too careful with all those weirdos around. A soaring new adventure. Batman. Mask of the Phantasm. The animated movie. Coming for a Christmas you'll never forget. Hey everybody, welcome to the Watches Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we're traveling to Gotham City to talk about a Batman film that Devin and Ryan had not seen before, but I had. Today we're talking about Batman Mask of the Phantasm. The... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you added that. <laughs> this is, oh, let me pull up the stuff because we just, we're du- doing a double recording tonight. So this is a 1993 film based on the Batman, the animated series. Um, this was a theatrically released film. This is not a straight to video. You thought Devin's giving me a look. Like I'm me. genuinely shocked. I didn't know it went to theaters. You yeah. didn't know that? No, I've. I thought this was like Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. See, I had never seen this yet yeah. up, up until now, but like I had friends talking about, let's see, third grade, I was eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not third grade. 1993, I was eight years old. I had friends talking about going to go see this. Wow. And I also remember having friends whose parents wouldn't take them to go see it because they were concerned. Because it was a theatrical release and it came out that it had like a mature theme in it or something. Oh, sure. So... It up. So yeah, this is a film that I had seen. I don't think I saw this growing up. Oh, I, I definitely watched Batman the animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I saw this film until college. Okay, because I went on a big Batman kick in college. Um, I bought a bat suit, <laughs> r- rubber mask. Um, I was pretty much Abed from Community <laughs> for a while. There. <laughs> no, I'm mad uh, about it. Night beckons. <laughs> His fingers curl and uncurl, well, like I mean, saying, "Hey, come here." I mean, <laughs> I mean, college is when when you know you're supposed to find out who you are, and you just yeah. you know. And I'm Batman. Yeah, I'm Batman. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, so yeah, this is a film that pretty much is a great representation of the animated series, uh, and I think a great represent- representation of Batman himself. Um. What are your guys' thoughts just overall, Ryan? Thoughts on the, the film, the film overall, like the film overall. I mean, it was um, when I was younger and I knew that this was in theaters, I wanted to see it. And my parents said, it's a cartoon. It'll, they'll show it on TV at some point. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that was their thought on it. So I didn't get a chance to see it and they never showed it on TV when I would actually be watching it. Um, but it was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Because for being based off the 90s cartoon, and even though it was released in theaters, like I wasn't expecting the story to be what it was. Okay. So I, w- I was impressed. For me, that- it did a lot of the stuff that I really like. That I like. It explored a lot of the themes that I like Batman exploring. I really like the exploration of 
what Bruce Wayne does affects Batman. What Batman does affects Bruce Wayne. I like the alter ego coming into it. I really like Batman being a detective. We talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but like, I just, I, I don't like when Batman's just to punch him up. Cause I think that that's not doing the character justice. I think he did the character justice. And I think that there's a lot of exploration of why he does what he does and why what he's doing is right versus how what he's doing could be taken wrong that this address that I think is really good. So, okay. I mean, overall, I really liked it. Okay. So, touching on the Batman detective stuff. Yeah. What do you think is the best representation of Batman as a detective in film? Oh, in film. Oh, my gosh. Um, one of the old, It had to have been one of the older ones. I haven't seen a lot of them well enough to, like, intelligently answer that question. I think Michael Keaton did did some of it. They don't really show him doing much. He like gives Vicky Vale the folder of this is the these yeah. are the chemicals that you can that mix to cause this Joker. Well, well that's X. what I'm thinking of, like specifically. Yeah. But like, I've got a quality versus quantity answer. Yeah. Okay. okay. The quantity part where they show him being. Uh, detective the most Mm -hmm. would be Batman forever when he's dealing with the Riddler and dealing with the riddles and trying to figure out all of that stuff. Okay. That's why I took that quant, uh, the quality I would say Michael Keaton, because even though they don't show him physically doing a lot of that detective work, they do show them. They do show shots of him working on it and him in like deep thought over it, like watching video and, Mm -hmm. and being at his computer and then eventually giving her the, you know, the chemicals in it. Um, and that's my answer to that. I think my answer is probably, um, the dark Knight. Really? Because he, he does that whole thing with the bullet that's shot into the wall. When he resh- he shoots different bricks with different oh, bullets. Oh, you're re- right. It, it, it's kind of BS the way he does it to like re- rebuild yeah, a fingerprint. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he al- but also in that he's also um, playing the detective as Bruce Wayne. Like he's yeah. He's saving that guy from getting hit in the convoy. Um, I, I don't like I, Batman Forever. Like I love that movie, but the Riddler stuff just seems like forced at the ends. Like just them sitting down with all of the riddles in front of them and like trying to figure it out. Finally, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. Know. I keep seeing whenever I see him portrayed as a detective, I either see him uh, behind a computer, which I get is part of it, but I don't. My version of Batman that I love doesn't just Google his answers. Uh, and I also see him in a lot of video games that I play where, like, he just, like, his detective work is, I'm going to turn on my supercomputer and it's going to recreate this scene for me and then I point at things. And I don't like that either because it's not doing the detective work justice. I think part of that, though, is the video game aspect of it. Those. It definitely You're talking is. about the Arkham games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Arkham games, there's a Telltale series that does it, too. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think that's just the video game aspect of it. Yeah. Because like I know in the Arkham games, it's Batman narrating everything. Like, it looks like the bullet entered over here. Let's yeah. see if I can find anything or else that is wrong here. And then you have to, like, scan the area. Yeah. And I think that's just the device for the video game. So you got to look at that as... I think the Arkham games are a great example of good detective work yeah. as, for Batman. 
because there is a lot of like putting pieces together and solving these puzzles to get through the game. Uh, I haven't played the Telltale game yet. It's it's a little bit. I mean, for that you kind of combine things. Like it's like okay, well the footprints match this mud over here, but it's 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 gamified like you said. Okay, and then there's Batman Lego. He wants his lobster. Nobody cares about Lego Batman. Uh, <laughs> I, I still love that sketch. Um, yeah, like B- Batfleck didn't really do much detective work. It I was just all, um, do you bleed? <laughs> um, that's not what I like him for. He did. He did a lot of CrossFit, though. So I, I mean, as funny as the line is, I don't like how the idea of the character where he goes, what's your superpower? Money. Like, it's funny, and it's a funny line, but he's a really smart guy. And, like, that's more of his superpower than yeah. money is. And I'm really hoping that the the, the Batman that comes out next year mm-hmm. addresses the detective aspect more. Because I, so. I feel like you've got a good team together to do that kind of story. And from what everything we've seen, it looks like it's delving more into that than the action it seems a little like, more grounded. Just looking at that bat suit, it looks like it's going to be more about detective work and not just the punch him up. Um, anyway, let's <laughs> talk about Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. This movie stars Kevin Conroy as Batman. Uh, my Batman. He is my Batman. I think when it's Christian Bale, honestly. I don't want so, to be weird about it, but... When I read Batman comics, the voice that I hear in my head is Kevin Conroy. Do you hear Batman in as Christian Bale? No, I hear no, I hear Kevin Conroy. I because after a while, Christian Bale's voice kind of gets to me. Like he gets exhausting to listen to. Mm -hmm. He gets exhausting to do too. Right. (laughs) Michael Keaton. Yeah. You you hear Michael Keaton's voice? I yeah, and sometimes Beetlejuice slips in there and it gets kind of awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Not mad. (laughs) So how much of the animated series did you watch? Honestly, and this is something I realized watching this. So you're a huge Batman fan. Huge. I mean, yes. <laughs> I can point to any wall in here and there's Batman stuff. Devin, like, do you like do you remember sitting down and watching the Batman cartoon? Absolutely. See, watching this, mm-hmm. I realized myself like, I know I watched this as a kid, but I have memories of me running home to watch Power Rangers and to watch X-Men. I know I watched the Batman cartoon series, but I don't remember me having an instance of running home or the, you know, the whole kid thing of running home to watch something. I don't remember any of that to watch the show. This was always on with Power Rangers for me. Like the Fox Kids afternoon block was Power Rangers and Batman. There you go. Um, See, Both of which I still read the comics for. <laughs> yeah, see, see, and 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 to me, I think I ended up watching the Batman cartoon because it was mixed in with other stuff that I was watching, and I ended up just following it because it was on that like two-hour block of like twenty-five-minute cartoon shows, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's where I remember watching the show. But I realized that watching this movie, it's like, yeah, like the way you talk about the Batman thing. From from like I was so into Power Rangers as a kid, like really hardcore in Power Rangers, and then I liked like Ducktales and Tailspin and like other stuff like that, and then the 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 Batman cartoon was just in there. Yeah, it was just part of it. It, it was just part of it. So, 
Yeah, this is de- um, it was this Power Rangers and Spider Man the animated series. I loved Spider Man the animated series. Um, Absolutely. I'm just now going back and watching the X Men animated series because it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, and so hold up. No. <laughs> You know what? I tried to do that to the Spider-Man one, and I don't think it holds up either because I remember the sins of our fathers like mm-hmm. bit, and I tried to watch that, and like stuff just happened so fast, and they don't explain it, and then it like I, I felt old watching okay. it. It was weird. So my thing with X is with X-Men. Yeah. Um, back in like 2006, 2007, there was a comedy troupe online that wasn't like an official comedy troupe. They yeah. were just probably just guys in a basement yeah and they um they, i mean that's an official comedy troupe i think fine okay fine so they're official but they got shut down for copyright because they would voice over the original like uh people yeah and it was hysterical but i can't remember any of the names of who did it but i want to watch it um it's weird watching it because there are so many memes that come out of it. Like oh, the yeah. third episode in, I'm watching, and it's the Wolverine with the with the picture meme. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm like, okay, I would not expect it that quickly. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think if there's any like memes or anything from the Batman show that's been around the internet. In general, I think it kind of took itself pretty seriously and was almost too well done to be memed like that. Yeah. Um, cause I mean like you have not to like bury the lead in the, in the movie, but like, I think Joker in this series is pitch perfect. Oh yeah. Like Mark Hamill kills it. He really does. Um, that's part of the reason, the only reason we're doing this is so we can talk about Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. (laughs) Um, yeah, like the Joker in the animated series is what I want the Joker in live action to be. A little bit crazy, like crazy, but still like a little bit comical with some like stable. Yeah. yeah, Like you get, give him his props, like give him like zany devices to play with, like put him in a, in a mask that is just the top of the empire state building. Like he is. Right. (laughs) Um, Have him be menacing, but also have him be like kooky. And that laughs. (laughs) Right, like, like it's just, so good. It's so good, but then you get like Jerry Leto was like, uh, it's like no, um, yeah. yeah um, so this movie does the origin of Batman. What did you guys think of this take on the Batman origin story? Uh, 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 this should have been a live action movie. Okay, straight up, this should have been Batman Begins. I think that if I, I think I totally agree with you, <laughs> if it had a different ending for it to go into the rest of the Dark Knight and Dark exactly, Knight Rises. exactly. But I mean, I really like Batman Begins. Batman Begins is probably my favorite at this moment. My favorite Christian Bale Batman. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah, I I can agree with that. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I can't agree with that. But I like the love interest and the love story, and like Batman being torn about wanting to be Batman. Like I would have loved to see this done as a live action. In fact, I didn't have the time, but I wanted to actually look up who, who, who I would have casted oh, yeah. for like everybody. If it was filmed in 93. Oh, interesting. I, I don't know who I would have picked. So for a young, 
for a younger Bruce Wayne? Probably would be Brad, Brad Pitt, right? That would have made sense. Well, the thing is, I wanted to stay on the only A-list actor that I would have, like, like the only A, like, top-name actor that I would have put in for a character for this would have been for the Joker character. I would have wanted somebody lesser known to play, like, Bruce Wayne and whatever her name is. I forget her name. Um, but the redhead. Andrea. Andrea. Yeah. They called her Andy a lot, and that's how I know her. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, actors from the 90s? Early 90s. Early 90s. That's harder. It's like Val Kilmer, but he played Batman. Yeah, I think he would. You know what, though? I think this would have fit with Val Kilmer's Batman. Like, yeah. I think this kind of story would have fit just fine. And I think they could have done that. Yeah, and they, actually, I think you're right. So how much I... I've seen the Batman origin story like eight times in eight ways because they keep showing it to us. Right. How much does this version of the origin story differ from like what I've seen in Nolan's particularly the part that surprised me was finding the Batcave, where like he was like on a date and they stumbled across it and he's like, it's as big as my mansion. <laughs> I love that. I mean, <laughs> they always, he always stumbles across the cave. Okay. It's not something that they know about. Okay. Like, I think in in the Nolan ones, they like see a bat in the house and they follow it down to the old. And um, then he like falls in. There's all these bats in it. Yeah. No, he he falls down the well and to the cave, and then they find the entrance that yeah. connects mm-hmm. to the house. Um, in Batman Forever, it's kind of the same thing. He falls down down into a hole. Yeah. And then he sees a giant bat. Um. In the deleted scenes. I love that uh, scene, by the way. Um, they, I'm trying to think, did they do it in Batman v Superman? I think they did in the opening credits. I think they did. Yeah, I think um, you're right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to tell. I think the only Batman universe movie they haven't shown it in uh, as of now, like recently, is Joker. But even there, you still get the other part of the origin story, which is is, is his parents dying. Yeah. Which you don't get in this, which I like. I did like I was, this is another origin story that I've been, I've told myself I'm done seeing, like I'm done seeing Batman. This one presented it in a way that was fine with me. Like, because you, because we all know that his parents are dead. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't just, need to watch it again. Just like we all know Uncle Ben died. Right. Yeah. Just like we all know Krypton blew up. Like it's right. We, we know the origin. We don't, you can address it without showing it. Yeah. And right. I think this movie does a really good job of showing his torment of, having to deal with this tragedy after the fact, like he's made this promise to be, to, def- to never let anything like that happen again. Yeah. And how that affects him going forward. Like what that means for him as Bruce Wayne, not as Batman, yeah. but as Bruce Wayne. I also liked, I mean, on that same vein, I liked what that meant for the phantasm character because the phantasm character is very similar motives. But you see that the Phantasm character didn't do it the same way and is different. And I I like him being challenged. I like when Mm -hmm. someone conceptually goes, is what you're doing the right thing? Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. And I just 
And I like when it's not Alfred. Like, I like, because Alfred does that all the time. And that's kind of like my trope is like, Alfred's going to him and haw about it, but he'll ultimately let Bruce do what he wants. And what's great about the animated Alfred is he's going to make a smart ass remark about exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. One of the best jokes in the animated series is Br- Batman comes back to the Batcave and Alfred's like, I drew you a bath, sir. And Bruce Wayne goes in the bathroom and the tub's empty. He's like, I said I drew you a bath. Just like, yeah. just, uh, he literally <laughs> drives. He draws him a bath. Um, <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, like, animated Alfred is the best Alfred. I think the closest to that we have gotten was, uh, oh, um, Jeff- Jeremy Irons. Yeah. In, yeah. In uh, Batman v Superman. And I hope we get more of him in Justice League. Yeah. Snyder Cut. Yeah. Oh, I hope so too. Yeah, uh, what you were saying before about like his origin story with his parents and how it was good to see like a different like take on it. This was an aspect that they don't really like. I like the fact that they showed something that they really hadn't talked about or mm-hmm. really dealt with, which is his confliction of the process of becoming Batman. Yeah, like not what happened before with his parents, not him being mopey after they died. But and not him like a couple months after becoming Batman. Like there's that gap of, you know, what was the process of him making that leap of becoming Batman? And I love the fact how they showed him as like a ski mask wearing vigilante, just beating the crap out of just normal criminals um, and him needing to step in to stop stuff without his face covered because he couldn't take it. You know, he -hmm. he couldn't see it happening. Um I liked how they showed that because he became because, I mean, he got close to not doing it mm-hmm. because of her. And then poof, you know, that happened. Right. Which I when you were talking about that, I was looking up actors. Oh, good. <laughs> Who did you find? find? OK, so here I have three. I have three people. So um, what was her name again? I called her Andy. A- Andy. Um, her love interest when she was going into the city originally, oh. the guy who wanted uh, the guy who wanted Batman yeah. captured. Yeah. The, like the rich snobby one. Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled one of the bald ones. The one from from the uh, Alec Alec Baldwin. Oh, Alec Baldwin. Okay. In '93, would play him, the rich snobby, because he could do the whole slick terror thing. Yeah. Like, re- uh, really well. I would cast a younger actor to play her father, not 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 an old man, mm-hmm. but somebody who would be older than her. Um, would be Kevin Costner. Okay. Feel like her I dad. Can see that? Yeah. Now this, I'm not sure if you guys are going to agree with, but I was going with a redhead who looked younger, who, th- who, th- who, th- who, th- who through makeup they could make her look really younger, and that would be a 1993 Julian Moore. I can see that. Yeah, I don't think it's that much of a stretch. No. Yeah. So I just don't know who would play. I mean, unless you wanted to go with um, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer in 1993. See, I would say you could make Alec Baldwin Batman and it would work, too. That, I was going to say that, but, like, knowing who Alec Baldwin is now would have been weird and funny. But, like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. He wasn't Dark Man. He was. What is uh, Dark? Oh, he was. Um, oh, we just talked about this, didn't we? Did we? He was the shadow. He was the shadow. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can. I think he like has the same kind of like 
squared off features that like they portrayed Bruce as in this. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he was almost Batman when Michael Keaton was cast. Interesting. Cause Tim Burton worked with them both on Beetlejuice. Oh, right. He would have. So, um, so the one thing that surprised me about the movie, and I did want to bring this up was just how very, very dark it was in parts. And like how, like, I don't know. I guess I'm not used to, thinking of the cartoon Joker as being as brutal as he is. But like, there were some parts in this that I was like, wait a minute. Wow. Like specifically when there was that, the guy who needed the oxygen and he came to him, he's like, Joker, I need help. I think Batman's after me to kill me. And Joker's like, it's okay. I got you. And then like kills him and puts a bomb on his corpse. Like he's the Joker. Yeah, man. But like, I, for some reason in my mind, that Joker is way less murdery. And he was very murdery in this. I think they got a lot away with a lot more in this because it was a movie and not made for television. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, he's he's messed up. Well, because he was the one that killed Andy's dad, right? Yes. Yeah. So hold on. Okay. So what is first thing? I think the the scene of Bruce going, "Wait a minute." And then drawing a, a red smile on the <laughs> photograph, like that was hilarious. But what is the or what is his origin in this? Is he just a dude in makeup? No, I'm trying to remember if they address it in the show because he was a normal gangster when he killed Andy's dad. He wasn't no, there. He was a little off though, and they showed that. Yeah, I want to say that they did the Red Hood origin without doing Red Hood. Is that right? I'm honestly trying to think if they did it on the show. That I, sounds the closest. Like, I want to say that's right, but I can't tell if I'm I think sure. it's. I think it's supposed to be close to the Jack Napier origin from the movie. Okay. Because the one thing about the Batman animated series is it only became... It really came to life because of the success of Batman 1989. Oh, okay. So I think they kind of stuck close to that. So he was a gangster who, who fell into some acid and then okay. and now has pill skin. Sure. And he was, a and he was a little goofy and off to begin with. And mm. then falling into the bat of acid, just kind of like Pushed him exaggerated over. his, his mental issues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was wondering, because he just, he, I mean, I knew he was a little, like, different when, yeah. you know, he he definitely had inklings of the Joker when we saw him as, like, not full Joker. But I think I was just surprised to see him just, like, normal dude in a trench coat, like, walking around. Yeah. Like, all right. Did you know it was the Joker when you saw him beforehand? Before the whole... No, and that's part of what made that part hilarious for me is I needed the red smile, too. <laughs> and I shouldn't have needed the red smile. Yeah, no, it's... Well, you're not the world's greatest detective. That's true. That's so. true. <laughs> so, one thing you guys know about me is I'm a I'm big on movie soundtracks and yes. scores. What did you guys think of the score to this? I loved, loved, loved the opening score when they're flying through Gotham City. Loved it. It got me right where I needed to be to get ready to like the movie. Uh, that's the only time I really heard it. Like the rest of it, I I sure is great, but I don't know. It's very operatic. Yes, because well, the opening it's, it's one a was choir chanting, and it happens a few other times. Like when he first puts on the mask, oh. which is one of my favorite scenes in this whole film. Is he puts on the mask, and then you just see Alfred's reaction to the full ensemble. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it's very operatic and choirs chanting throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it stood out to me at the beginning, but then after that, it just bled into the scenery of the movie. Like, it didn't really stand out after the opening to me. They actually made it the theme for the new Adventures of Batman. Wow, that's cool. Because the animated series, the theme song is the Danny Elfman theme. It is, yeah. Uh, but they changed it for the... Uh, the when they, they canceled the show and they came back for another season <clears throat> on the WB. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. And that's when the Joker looks like an Animaniac. It's not good. Ew, that's weird. It, it has good stories, but the Joker looks weird. Oh. And like Mr. Freeze as like a robot head, it, it's bizarre. That's weird. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, Scare- Scarecrow looked cool. I don't think I remember Scarecrow in the animated series, to be honest. I, you're going to see it. She's grabbing the box. Of I remember the dude with the, the clock hand for a cane. I don't know if I know. Is it... Clock hand for a cane? He, he wore a bowler cap. He had round uh, glasses. He had a cane. He had a cane. That was a giant minute hand. I don't remember that. Oh, right. I do remember this. Oh, I know. Oh, the yeah. Clock King. Yeah, him. Or something yeah, like that. Scarecrow. Yeah. yeah. Scarecrow in there? I'm looking to see. Do but I remember like them changing to that style. Because he went he ended up having like a hood and like a ro- like he oh. became scary. Which Scarecrow should be scary, but it right. doesn't look like his art is on the uh, Oh I mean I can look it up one. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I just wanted to show you Joker. Yeah, we own the whole series. That's I'm not mad about that at all. I love that. We own the whole series, but I don't actually own it to watch. I had to rent the movie for today. Because, oh, because the only version of it I have is on VHS tape. I'm not mad about that at all. That's not all I want. Signed by Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Oh, you can't ever I touch that. that Joker, yeah. That's amazing. Um, that needs to be like framed or something because I love that. Yeah, I usually yeah. have it on the table there, but I moved it because I knew you were going to be sitting there. Oh, because I'd be playing with it the whole time. Yes, and I shouldn't exactly. be playing with that thing. It's actually got a. It's got Why does he have a novel. mullet? What's up? He has a mullet. Because when he became Nightwing, he did have a mullet. He was rebelling against Batman. He had Batman. a mullet for a very long time. He's rebelling. Because the timing, that would make has... somewhat sense that he had hockey hair. Oh, I hair. love that. Yeah, I was about to say hockey hair. Yeah, he became a hockey fan. Yeah. Fucking love Teddy. <laughs> 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 dot, dot, dot. Uh, it's a good thing I was planning on cutting all this out. <laughs> uh, well, you are now. <laughs> my wife loves Dick. Dot, dot, Crazy. dot. That's not getting cut out. No. <laughs> 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 maybe maybe i mean you are married to a guy that's true <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let's talk let's, so i don't know where, how to get this back on track now so yeah i i actually met kevin conroy and got him to sign my vhs copy of this i love that at a thrift store for the purposes of having it signed by Batman and Mark Hamill. But Did you Mark get Mark ha- Hamill to sign it? No, Mark Hamill's signature was way too much money and way too long of a line. Oh, I'm sure. But I'm he doesn't sure. do autographs anymore, so I'm never going to get it. He doesn't do autographs anymore? No. Nope. Why? Uh, because he's very he's very concerned with people f- faking his signature. Sure. And he doesn't like people getting ripped off. So he's very protective of of the fans. Sure. So he doesn't 
he's that the con that I got this signed at was the last con he was doing signings at. Wow. So, so now it's one of those things where it's like if you meet him in person and get something signed. If I meet him in person and have my VHS copy of Batman Mask of the Phantasm on me, yes, I will get it signed. But the odds of that happening are zero to none. It's true. Well, Alan, Devin and I have a surprise for you. Guess who's hiding in your bathroom right now? <laughs> you know, knowing our camel on the Internet, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, me <laughs> he would surprise! <laughs> I would lose my mind. <laughs> Joker here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. t- so I'm going to bring up something, and you guys feel free to not like me for this. I loved the movie. I didn't like the ending. I didn't like that there was this big climactic battle, and then the Joker and the Phantasm just disappear. Well, my issue was that her powers are never explained. Yeah. I mean, you get a sense of them, like. Well, I mean, a sense like she she gets a spear thrown through her. Mm -hmm. She can disappear, reappear anywhere. Like, is 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 Starfleet part of this universe? (laughs) Like, are they transporting from like place to place in Gotham City? I feel like is part of the mystery. Like you're not supposed yeah. to understand. I feel like it has to do with that gas because mm-hmm. she has very strong control over that. Like, well, she needs when, to stop eating so many vegetables. <laughs> oh no. Oh, <laughs> For all of the jokes you've always said based off things that I have said, you've got to let me have that one. Oh. <laughs> you got to let me have it. <laughs> But no, they they address the smoke in it, and they talk about how it's not normal smoke. Yeah, like I, I forget what they call it or how they describe it, but it's definitely something more than just like I don't know a smoke bomb or like something yeah, or a fog machine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so I don't think you need to explain it. It is it is a little anticlimactic that they just disappear. Sure. Um, I feel like according to the internet, like Joker's fate is left up in the air until the new Adventures of Batman. Which I don't think is right, because I feel like this had episodes with the Joker after it. Well, that was the one thing that I think I was most worried about was like, what happened to the Joker? Because she just disappeared with the Joker. And then you don't know what happened. Like, Mm -hmm. and like, I wanted to know. And my, my feeling was that like, they would explain it in like the next episode of the animated series. And that's part of what this was. And then you waited for the end of the credits and nothing played. But I did, though. I really did. (laughs) I fast forward to see if there was anything after the credits. And there wasn't. Yeah. And I mean, not that I'm mad about that, but I just I thought it was really I wanted to know what happened to the Joker real bad. Yeah. Because like, is he dead now? Like canonically in this universe? Probably not. But like, okay. so this is what happened. uh The fate. This is uh, according to IMDb. The fate of the Joker is left unrevealed in the movie, but the new Batman adventures confirms that he survived Andrea's wrath. Mm. Um, A DCAU comic explaining the movie's events provides an explanation. I think that's the comic we have right here. Oh, Um, Andrea drags him into the sewer below. They fight for a while until an explosion from above separates them and knocks the Joker into the water where he is carried away by the current. Oh, I'm curious. See, I like that. I'm curious if that's in here. So here's another question I had because I have seen the Batman animated series, but not the same, like not as much, I think, as, as maybe Alan has and maybe Ryan. Is the Phantasm another recurring villain that keeps popping up? No. She, oh. only sh- she only shows up again once. 
and it's not until the very end of the the series of the DC animated universe. Interesting. Is it really good when she shows up too? It's divisive. Really? So she shows up in an episode of Justice League Unlimited called Epilogue. Oh. And it has to do with the origin of Terry McGinnis. Who's Terry McGinnis? Batman Beyond. Really? Yes. Um, long story short, do you care about spoilers? No, for this? do okay. it. Terry McGinnis is a clone of Bruce Wayne. Kind of. Like oh. He has genetic material from Bruce Wayne. Amanda Waller wanted a Batman that she would have for the future. Sure. And Bruce Wayne's like, no. Yeah. But she recru- Waller recruited the Phantasm to get Bruce's DNA so they could create Terry McGinnis. Weird. It's really weird. Weird. Um, but that's the only other time she shows up. She has like gray, a, a streak of gray hair. So, you know, it's like in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Just like one, though, like one really good yeah. looking streak. Like, like the rogue look. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the only other time she shows up. Wow. I don't. I want to know what that claw thing was made out of that she um, had, because that thing tore through everything except for acid. Yeah. So except for the acid at the end. Yeah, I know. But still, I'm just saying like it's destructive power was pretty impressive. Oh, absolutely. It was. And then the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't this isn't adamantium territory. We can't say that. <laughs> yeah, I would have though. Um, I figured it was something around there. I was like, yeah. all right, they made they made super steel in a. But the thing is, like, because to me, like watching it, I was like, oh, cool. You know, like I really hope that they explain, you know, like how this person is like moving from place to place and how like a spear can be th- thrown through it. Because at first, I was like, oh, cool, holograms. That's oh, the first thing sure. I thought. And, you know, kind of like the whole like total recall thing where where like the watch makes them appear oh, like, right. you know, it's like 20 feet away in one direction. So then you can be behind them and push something over just like the guy who falls into the grave uh, into the grave. Yeah. You know, I totally thought that like, oh, yeah, whoever the phantasm is was actually behind that tombstone the entire time moving to make the hologram look, you know push the person into it. I, I worry that if they explained it, it would have crossed the line into Scooby-Doo though. See, I don't think so because no? to me being Scooby-Doo is zany cartoon antics. Yeah. Pulling a cheesy mask off and going, Oh, it's this person. <laughs> yeah. Like that to me is Scooby-Doo them. Like, you know, her being trapped or something and then having to like teleport. Cause I don't know how else to say it. Teleport Bruce with her somewhere else to get out of danger and then kind of show how she's doing it. Yeah. I was waiting for a moment like that, but instead I got, Ooh, it's mystic smoke. And I, I know it's a cartoon. I know Mm. I shouldn't be nitpicking this much onto it, but it's it. I'm 35. (laughs) (laughs) No, I had, I had a moment like that too with this, with this movie. And it wasn't about the mystic smoke or anything. It was about how they portrayed a rich person in this movie where they had the old man who like was like Mr. Like 
now I need oxygen. Yeah. You could tell he was a very well-to-do man because he sat in a single armchair in the middle of an empty room that had only a fireplace. And a giant wall of books behind <laughs> <Right>. him. <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't a room anyone owns in the world. <laughs> but, like, again, it's a cartoon. Like, yeah. But it's a, it's a room that everyone owns in Gotham. Like, right. There's always... Every episode of the Batman the Man series, somebody's sitting by a fire drinking a brandy right. with yeah. a bookcase behind them. Uh. Oh, and the thing is, like, that visual, like, shortcut works in real life because that's what they did for Norman Osborn in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. And, like, that works. Like, it just, it portrays, like, wealth, arrogance, and, like, potential villainry, I guess. It does. Yeah. Man, now I want to watch Spider-Man. I always want to watch Spider-Man. <laughs> Whenever I see the whole like single armchair in front of the fireplace, I think of yeah. Scrooge. Oh, I, yeah. And that's exactly where my mind goes. And that's the image that I get. That's the personality that I perceive. So. I mean, if Scrooge was around in the early 2000s, he would have turned into the Green Goblin. I think he would have, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I know who's playing my Joker in the live action 1993 <laughs> version of this. Okay. Did, 1993, Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, man, he would kill it. <laughs> oh, Daniel Day-Lewis is like, I'm like every, every like guy, guy in the world. And do you want to know why I'm saying actors. this is from this picture. Okay. Can I see? Oh, he'd have crushed it. You know who, you know who I still want to play the Joker? Who? Uh, Norman Osborn. Yeah. Let's get Willem Dafoe to play the Joker. Oh, boy. I mean, that's basically what he was playing. To a yeah, kind of, but, but no, make it official. But make like, it official. Yeah. Like I've seen, like makeup put on him, like pictures online of him as the Joker, and he's like, "That is perfect." He'd be horrifying. It would he, be, he would look be like the, he would look like the Mark Hamill Joker in the Arkham. Games. He would absolutely. Um, would. So, how do you guys feel about the fact that? Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill have been able to keep playing Batman and the Joker for over 25 years. I think it's possible because they're voice acting. I think that's what makes it plausible. I love the fact that they've been able to keep at it and they still do specials and they show up together at stuff. And I like the friendship they have, but I think it, it, it was made easier for them to continue that, those characters because it's voice acting i think that it adds a, a sense of kind of groundedness or like a sense of like sturdiness to those characters that i keep seeing change all the time yeah i know that i can always fall back on like mark hamill joker and i can always fall back on kevin conroy batman mm-hmm. and like they're like they're they're now baseline like they're who you have to compare yourself to you're either better or worse than them yeah yeah uh it's weird now i'm just looking at Kevin Conroy's uh, IMDb and like the first thing, the last thing he was in was Batwoman as Bruce Wayne in live action. Like that's, that's weird to right. see. That's like, I'm still, I forget yeah. about crisis. You know what? I didn't hate him in that though. I didn't. I thought he was, I mean, cause he was old Bruce Wayne and yeah. I thought he was great. Is it? Mm-hmm. And it, it's almost the point where I wonder why they didn't do that earlier, but I don't know if he wanted to be, I don't think he ever looked the part. I don't know what he looked like younger. He's I just know very. When I met him, he was very f- frail. Oh. He's got the build of a of a smaller man. Oh, Whereas okay. this, the Bruce Wayne in the cartoons is like broad he's, shoulders yeah. and like chiseled chin. He's he's a lot thinner. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah. I think they probably could have gotten away with it had it been today. Because I think today now they're trying to like pivot away from like, you know, he's big meatbag punching machine. Well, nowadays, like all the cartoons are getting like A-list actors to play these characters. Like Scrooge McDuck is played by uh, David, David Tennant. Tennant. And like all of the Huey, Dewey and Louie are all well-known comedians. That's true, though. Like now like you, the voice actors aren't really getting the work that they they used to get in the 90s. Yeah, there's like, this yeah, there's this resurgence of like prestige cartoons now. Yeah, that's and, weird. I mean, but I mean, I think it's because the cartoons are different. Like for us, this guy, you know, all this other stuff. But now you've got people doing like, I'm sure people are going to eight year olds when they get to be our age are going to look back and they're going to talk about the voice actor for the one character in Paul in Paul Patrol <laughs> also did this and then worked with this person who was the voice of somebody on Adventure Time. And it's going to be different. It's going to be the same concept that we're talking mm-hmm. about with people that we grew up with, but it's going to be shows that, you know, that they... Yeah, what I'm trying to say is the difference is that Back then, you could ha- make a career as a voice actor and just be a voice actor. Nowadays, you get you get big names in live action taking the car- voiceover jobs. Yeah, yeah, no, but for it's stuff that because, like you said, it's that resurgence of like it's for characters that we grew up with. Mm-hmm. It's not even just that though, like um, because you, you look at something like Rick and Morty. Yeah. Like his fa- his mom is Sarah Chalk, his dad is Chris Parnell. Yeah. Um true, but w- what I'm talking about is when Batman the animated series was out, mm-hmm. when Spider-Man was out, those were old geared towards the elementary school kids coming mm-hmm. home off the bus or getting up on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Those same shows today are still getting casted by those people who are making a career out of voice acting all of the a-list actors who are getting jobs now to do voiceovers are for the continuation of shows that were for the elementary school kids 25 years ago that are like recasting for like new series because it's for us and so it's got to be better quality they want to make sure that the people behind it are doing a good job so that it can keep our attention as adults that's what I'm saying. I think I can see that. Is that those voice acting career jobs are, are in like Paw Patrol and in Teen the, Titans Go. Teen, Teen Titans Go. And in the what's the what's the one with the Doc uh Doc McStuffins. Doc McStuffins. So I mean like that's that's that's, that's where, where all of that now. is. I don't yeah. know how we got to Doc McStuffins. <laughs> it's because all conversations uh, lead back to Doc McStuffins. <laughs> you would think so, but we're like 120 episodes into this podcast. This is the first time <laughs> Doc McStuffins has come up. Coming up again, don't which, worry. Which is a very great show for kids. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it is, though. I, um, I don't doubt it. Oh God, he's gonna make us watch Doc McStuffins. No, I'm week. not. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, Episode five of season three. <laughs> so there's going to be another Batman movie with this Batman, supposedly. What? They're doing another 
Tim Bruce Tim, who did the animated series, yeah. is doing another Batman movie in this universe. Really? Yes. Uh, I think it's going to be part of the straight to video series that DC's done, which they've been knocking out of the park over the last few years. They just did a whole stretch in the same universe that just ended. That's what I heard. I heard they've been really good. And this movie, I think, did what it was supposed to do. Because the second I finished watching this movie, I went, I need more of this. What more of this can I watch? And I saw stuff like, I don't know, there's like Batman Samurai. And there's like all of these other ones that like, I don't know their quality. If you enjoyed this, I would recommend the animated series. Okay. At least watch the episode Heart or Heart of Ice. Okay. The Mr. Freeze episode. Yeah. And then you can check out the Mr. Freeze movie that they did, Sub-Zero. Yes, I saw that one come up. That one's good. Okay. And then they also did one that is Batman Mystery of the Batwoman. I saw that one too. That one's okay. Okay. And then they did one like two or three years ago called Batman and Harley Quinn. Yeah. Horrible. Do not watch it. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's... If it's the one I'm thinking of, yeah, you might want to. I think I told you about this. Have you seen it? Is that the one where Batman and Batgirl? No, that's the killing joke. I heard that one's not. No, this one's worse. This one, Harley Quinn kidnaps Nightwing. Oh, no, no, no. You have to watch this one. You have to watch this. Ties him to the bed and almost like date rapes him. Oh, no. And like they have to work with Harley the whole time. He consents, though. Obviously. Yeah. uh. At the very end, like the whole thing ends and Harley Quinn is Harley Quinn. And it ends with Batman and Robin on each side. Like if this is Harley Quinn, they just go in and they kiss her on the cheek and that it ends. Like it it closes in and the end. No, thanks. Sorry. It's, I love the, the universe of this Batman, but I was so mad after that. Yeah. I would hate that. Um, I think they were because like they're trying to make her they're trying to turn Harley Quinn into like her own like she's a vigilante at this point. But they're trying to turn her into like a Deadpool type character where like she's good, but she's still bad. I mean, I have not seen the Harley Quinn TV show that they have on DC Universe. I want to watch that so bad. I've only heard good things about it and it's rated like it's a it's like. For Adult. adults. Yeah. Um, I think I just read somewhere that her and Poison Ivy finally had sex in that show. What? Yeah. Not where I thought that would go. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, weird. I mean, not weird, but like not what I expected that character to do. Yeah. Because I think I've only ever seen that played out in like weird fan art. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it's interesting that they would take that there. In the I show. think that's the best way to describe all of the DC Universe original series is just weird fan art. <laughs> like Robin saying, fuck Batman. What? <laughs> just, just, oh, yeah. In the, like, first Titans episode. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Like, yeah. the trailer was like, fuck Batman. Yeah. Like, what? Okay. All right. And then, like, just Doom Patrol in general is like, I don't know what this is, but okay. Like, more of this, please. <laughs> I keep um, seeing articles about why I need to watch Doom Patrol. Um, you need to watch Doom Patrol. I know I do. I know I do. Um, it's on HBO Max. I don't know if I have it. HBO Max confuses and scares me. Um, do you have HBO? Yeah. You probably have HBO Max. That's what I think. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll test it out. Though, okay, good. Um, 
Yeah, just more Kevin Conway Batman, but just not yeah. not with a uh, weird sexual undertones. Like keep keep it PG for me, PG thirteen. Well, because it's it's what I like. I liked everything this did. This handled a relationship, handled a romantic relationship, and it didn't need to get into weird R territory. And I was fine with it. Like yeah. I bought it. And I will say, Kevin Conroy is the is Batman in the Killing Joke that Ryan was alluding to, where Batman and Batgirl. Yeah, is do it in stuff. this universe? No, it's thank God. It's, oh. a, it's, it's a Killing own. Joke movie is in its own universe. It was pretty much, hey, Mark Hamill says he wants to retire doing the Joker, but he wants to do the Killing Joke. Can we let him do the Killing Joke? And they're like, yeah, we'll let him do the Killing Joke if we add stuff to it oh. that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. And, that's a shame if that was his last one. And but didn't go well. you get—he's done it for other stuff though. Oh, like he—he okay. he said he retired after Arkham City, and then he showed up in Arkham Knight. For That's what a I heard. Good, good chunk of it. Yeah. The way they use him in Arkham Knight is a lot of fun. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, spoilers for Arkham City and Arkham Knight. Yeah. Joker dies in Arkham City. Uh huh. And then Arkham Knight, he's just a hallucination that Batman has. That's cool. So like Batman will be dealing with stuff, and it's like Joker just being there. Like, well, I didn't see that coming there, bats. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's like smart ass comments from the Joker. It's like this is what I want the Joker to be. It's like the Joker meets Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without any real consequences. <laughs> if you know the, the the Joker's consciousness got sucked into Batman's head. Yeah, right. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. He's like, I'm part of you now, bats. I know that both of you are going to be lost on this, but that makes me think of something. Um, Dragon Ball Z abridged, that okay. abridged comic show where they make, yeah. where they do that. Yeah. They do that with one of the characters because in the show, the one character of an alien species can mold with another one of its species mm-hmm. and they can think each, and they can talk to each other in their head. Yeah. But in the abridged version, like, the ones in his head, like they're playing pool and he can hear like the balls click and he starts yelling at them and they're like, oh, shut up. Your head's boring anyway. <laughs> and stuff like that. So like that's uh, it reminds it made me you think that. of that. Yeah. Speaking of characters, I think they do well. I liked Inspector Gordon in this for the eight seconds he was in it <laughs> because his like his the whole point of him was just I support Batman. Stop being against Batman and then would leave. Yeah. And that's then, his that only other, scene. Yeah. yeah. And then that other guys, you know you know, like his, you know, like his reaction to that mm-hmm. is why I think in 1993, Alec Baldwin would be good for that other character being the like rich snob that was oh, Batman. Yeah. Because I feel like Alec Baldwin at that time could play that character. Well, I get that. If I ever got the chance to direct a Batman movie, yeah. it would just be referencing the animated series, like the same art style for the cars. Oh yeah. The city. Like that's the one thing about this that, so in the 1989 Batman, yes. the Michael Keaton Batman, mm-hmm. like all of the cars are late 80s, but they're all like Fords cause, or they're all Chevys. Like, I, I, I think they're all Fords. Like they all have the same boxy look. Yeah. And then you've got like the animated series where all of the cars look like futuristic vehicles that somebody in the 1920s would think up. Mm-hmm. And... I actually, I was thinking, I think that's where my fascination with cars started. Oh, that's cool. I feel, I feel like the part of me that, 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 that like developed to, to be geared to like motor vehicles Mm -hmm. began because of this show, because of how unique the vehicles looked and then comparing that to vehicles in real life and seeing like connections between like, oh, 
this car, the front of it looks like this one vehicle in the Batman series, but the back of that one looks like the same one and like getting the pieces stuck together. So I feel like that's where my, like the groundwork for that part of me started. So did you enjoy the scene where he gets his inspiration for the Batmobile? Yes. So I was wondering about that because it made me realize I only know one origin of the Batmobile and that's Morgan Freeman made it. <laughs> uh, is this the typical origin of the Batmobile? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm not mad about this at all. Morgan Freeman just appears in all the timelines. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here's a Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Freeman shows up everywhere. Yeah, he just he just shows up when he's fighting the Red He's like, oh, hey, hi, Bruce Almighty. Oh, no, wait, no. <laughs> no <hold on. laughs> um, no. From what I understand, it's always been Alfred helps build it. Oh, okay. So I think I think from what I I think there's a episode where they talk about the origin of the Batmobile in the show. Oh, okay. Um, but. I think he uses this as the design inspiration. Sure. And Alfred's a mechanic. Like you see him in Batman v Superman fixing the Batmobile. Right. Um, but yeah, they don't really say where the, uh, the Tim Burton Batmobile or the Kilmer. Yeah. They don't, it just kind of exists. The Batmobile with nipples shows up. From. I don't know where that origin would have been. Like he saw a sparkly rib cage and was like that. Well, yeah. I, I know the actual, like, the 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 origin for the prop of the Batmobile for the original Batman series was that it was a concept car. Yeah. And which is kinda like this I, one. I think it was Ford. Like they just they didn't have any use for the concept car, so the studio bought it and they turned it into the Batmobile. And made Adam West drive it. Yeah, and made That's Adam West I drive love. it. So Ugh. Did they ever do an Adam West animated series? They he, did a movie. He did the voice in the seventies on some like super friend shows. Did he really? Yes. Yeah. And then before he died, they did two animated movies with him and Burt Ward. Oh, wow. And the, I think they brought back as many people as they could. Yeah. They definitely brought back those guys. Did they um, get Eartha kid before she passed? I don't remember. Oh, but I know they did two face in the second one. Oh man. Played by William Shatner. Oh, <gasps> I love it. And those are a lot of fun. Yeah. To check out. Oh, I'm sure. I think it's Batman Return of the uh, Cape Crusader and then Batman versus Two-Face. Is it like as cheesy as the old comic? Oh, yeah. I know Batman versus Two-Face came out after Adam West died. Oh, really? Yeah. Because like that Batman's the one I first saw. Like, quick, get the bat shark repellent. Like, is my first Batman memory. This was my first Batman. Was it really? This is my. This is the first one I remember. This is what got me into Batman, and then the first Batman I remember like really watching was Batman Forever. Oh wow! Uh, but I remember watching this a lot. So like the first cinematic Batman was Batman Forever, but this is my introduction to Batman because it was on around Power Rangers and uh, everything else on Fox Kids. Oh yeah. So my introduction to Batman was I. <laughs> It was both. It was the bat, bat shark, shark, uh, 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 shark repellent, and Michael <laughs> Keaton's Batman. I think was like it had to have been in the same year. Oh wow! So like, so I mean, like to me, like even when I was really young, I knew growing up that yeah, this is a Batman movie. Yeah. But one, of the, but one of the good things about Batman is that there can be many Batman. 
Right. And there can be different kinds of Batman. Like you're not, you know, like you're not stuck with one kind yeah, of Batman. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so I mean, like I knew that the Michael Keaton Batman and the Adam West Batman were two different Batman. Yeah. But they were both Batman. <laughs> they were both. <laughs> there, there is a short that they did for the 75th anniversary of Batman. Mm-hmm. That is Terry McGinnis and old Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond in the Batcave. Oh. And there's a stri- flash of lightning. And then at the other end of the cave, you just see every version of Batman that there's ever been. Whoa. There's one with nipples. There's the Adam West one. Yeah. There's the Dark Knight Returns one. And wow. then it's like Terry McGinnis getting re- and old Bruce Wayne getting ready to fight them all. Oh, man. And it's like two minutes long, but it's fantastic. That sounds great. Yeah. Do they do the pows and the booms whenever Adam West fights? No, they don't actually fight. You just oh. get to see that. It's just seeing them all together. Yeah. yeah. It's so really cool. cool. Yeah. Um, that's about all I've got. Yeah, this makes me want to watch more Batman animated stuff because I heard it's good. And I mean, you guys have been talking about like some animated superhero shows that I need to watch. And I, I think after watching this one, I just need to get over whatever thing I had with them. Because I always had a thing with them where I'm like, well, the animated ones are never going to be as good as the live action ones. But I don't know why I think that. I don't like that I'm like that either. And I need to change that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend the animated series. Yeah. Um, the Superman animated series is fun. They do a nice little crossover. Aw. Um, it's a better crossover than Batman v Superman. <laughs> That's what I, It's what I wanted Batman v Superman to be. And then oh. it wasn't. Um. Batman Beyond is fun. I, you know what? Batman I, Beyond Return of the Joker. Is I saw that one. Really good. Is it this Joker? Yes. Is he green? He, he's a mix of the two. Interesting. Okay. He's a mix of the animated series and the New Adventures of Batman. They gave him his eyes back. In the oh. New Adventures of Batman, his eyes are just dots. Like I said, he looks like an animaniac. That's what I mean. Oh, weird. Yeah. No. Oh. And when I say dots like the Animaniacs, it's not like his eyes are dot the Animaniac. They're just <laughs> dots. Uh, See, oh. it's jokes like that as to why I made my she needs to stop eating vegetables joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yours was a fart joke. Mine was an Animaniacs joke. To me, they're both on the same level. The height of sophistication. <laughs> I like you both. Hello, <laughs> Oh, uh, did you did you say old nerds? I said hello, nurse. Oh, hello, nurse. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why you're more disappointed with that one. Well, no, it's because I I was I was uh, somebody posted uh, some somebody asked a question in a uh, in a Star Trek forum. Uh-huh. I, I'm not going to say Facebook group. I'm just going to say forum for, for anyone. Forum in a forum, and somebody asked a question. And somebody answered it, but like really, really technical. Sure. And in a Star Wars group, somebody replied to a technical question about Star Trek with with a picture from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, no. Of the one jock screaming nerds and put nerds (laughs) at the bottom. And I'm thinking... I'm in a Star Trek group. Somebody actually answered the question, and another Star Trek fan called them a nerd. Oh, no. <laughs> See, and I just I, thought that was funny. I would have done the uh, Simpsons reference, like Homer going back to college, and he just yeah. yells out the window, nerd! <laughs> that's, that's my go-to one. Um, yeah, that does it for this week's episode. <laughs> uh, 
Ryan, what are you going to have us watch next? I, I got to think about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, uh, go ahead and rate and review us wherever you're listening to us. We are on all podcasting apps that we can think of. If you've thought of one we're not on, let us know. We want to be there too. Um, make sure to like us on Facebook. No, follow us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. Um, any comments you have, you can email to you have to watch this podcast at gmail.com. Uh, until next week for you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. Well, that was fun. Who's for Chinese? <laughs> <laughs>